0: Use me as an example for a candy addiction. You are listening to a production of the Toll Network, home of biting analysis. I am Matthew, an Ultraman noob, and I am here to discuss SSSS.Gridman. This is Going Ultra 5. Anime was a mistake. Before I want to go on, or before I go on, I want to tell you that you're listening to uh, an example. Or no a candy addiction by captive portal uh, I found the song on free music archive great place for stuff uh, they had a couple other tracks I was playing with but I like this one the best um, uh, I was looking in the chip tune section and because uh, I felt that was appropriate for SSs grid men yeah and uh, the thing is <laughs> with the the woman's voice here so anyway I I'm going I'm to break format again just because it's me. Um, the reason I picked it is uh, there's a couple things. Uh, it's a woman's voice. Uh, women play very important – or girls play a very important part in uh, Gridman. Uh, I don't know about an Ultraman. It looks like in the original Gridman, um, at least by, like, the uh, shots that uh, Sunglass Pre put on in the reviews um, and stuff uh, from the original Gridman from 93, um, which is available on Tokunet or if you have Amazon – in Amazon Prime and you have the Tokunet channel there. I think it's like 3 or 4 bucks a month. Anyway, some you might want to check out. I think they have a bunch of Godzilla and other uh more obscure Toku there. Anyway, so that's, you know, good stuff. Anyway, um and then like even in Common Rider, you know, women were a big deal way back. Um there's always been, you know, cool, interesting, fun female characters. Uh and there's been a whole range. There's some who are very plot relevant and who uh take on a, you know, a boring mission-driven role as the guys do. Um which, you know, it's exciting because they're fighting and transforming and stuff, you know, the women aren't necessarily. And then there's some who've been there for potentially other reasons that are, I I, I don't know. I don't know what to explain, but, um, man, uh, well, anyway, uh, and I, I feel like, uh, the, you can use me part of the song, um, is appropriate because, um, I feel like women are being used in this show a little bit. Uh, uh, women, 14 year old girls, I think they're all 14, uh, I don't know where the, well, anyway, I don't know what they're eating in Japan, but I don't think I remember 14 year old girls looking la- like that when I was in high school, which isn't like, not that I was trying to, whatever. I was a, you know, heteronormative, uh, teenage boy in the United States growing up in California. So like, I don't know, if I wanted to see girls in bikinis, all I had to do was go to the beach or, or the pool or whatever. And you know, they're all around and you can, you know, ogle if you want, which I think is disgusting. Um, I've got complicated and, uh. Well, anyway, I have a very complicated (laughs) relationship with sexuality and, uh, I'm happily married and, uh, anyway, my wife is, well, anyway, happily married, my wife and I are on good terms in pretty much every respect of our marriage, including that area. Um, and, uh, yeah, anyway, before this gets too awkward, I'm going to start talking about Gridman. Um, so this was episode five and the episode was appropriately, appropriately titled Provocation. Um... The <sighs> costuming was provocative, which was stupid. Um, I'm going to complain about it. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I'm a married man. Uh, so obviously I uh, – and I have three children. So obviously I enjoy the female form and exploring it and whatever, looking at it. Uh, the bodies of these teenage girls are drawn well, except for them being ridiculously out of proportion and stuff like that, it's still attractive. And even, I mean, let's be honest, guys, um, or people who are attracted to female bodies, um, like, you don't care about the proportion necessarily, and there are all sorts of different people with all sorts of different tastes who do care and who don't care, um, but, um, man oh man provocation was, uh, like, the theme of this episode, and, uh... I honestly, overall, I thought the episode was dumb. Let me run through my stuff before I start rambling, because I may as well just go pro forma and then and then go off. Um, so here we go. Uh, let me see. Uh, skill of terrible to great, it was okay. Um, overall, the story of the episode was fine. Over- overall, the story was fine. <laughs> uh, on the setting, I thought the setting sucked. It was terrible. Putting everything at the beach puts everybody in their bikinis and their outfits and stuff. The only fair or fun, cool thing I thought about it was... Um, And I don't know if they were, like, perving on Utsumi or they were making fun of him or whatever, but, like, the fact that the guys were kind of getting equal – not it wasn't even equal, really. It was just, Mm -hmm. like, an acknowledgement, a nod at, like, hey, check out the male body. Um, Like, that was interesting. Not that I'm into that and, like, I don't think equality – like, I'm not into equality. I'm I'm into, uh, I don't know, freedom and liberty. So, like, yeah, we're going to do it to the guys, too. That makes it all better. No, not really. But I'm – detracting so let me let me go through with my notes um I didn't really have any immediate afterthoughts like um my wife was watching with me and uh we we were laughing at the uh ridiculousness of like Akane and some of the other girls and how they had them dressed and and whatever um but uh anyway we watched it last night and um then there's this uh, romance anime that we've been watching uh together which is pretty cool um, but anyway, uh, so like we almost immediately, you know, we were done with this and then, um, you know, it was kind of late and she's like, Hey, you want to watch the other one? Okay, sure. Fine. So like, I didn't really have immediate afterthoughts. I'm just kind of getting them all now. Um, which I think I'm going to put that aside and then try to go through the different characters if I can at all, just to stick to the formula. Um, cause it's constructive, not because, uh, you know, I feel trapped by it or anything. Um, I, we got a little more from Rika's mom that I thought was kind of fun. Um, she was asking the, um, gosh what am i calling them uh she was asking samurai caliber and his crew like if they even have jobs um which was I, like i'm glad that they're acknowledging that kind of gripe that i had an episode or two ago like what's going on with these ga- with these guys what's going on with these characters uh like how does rika's mom interact with them and stuff but like they, it was cute they they dealt with that so that was a lot of fun um i did like that um anyway moving on past uh rika's mom um I didn't get too much play from the others. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, Max seemed to take a more more of a leadership role than I had expected. I really, I guess maybe because Caliber was first, I expected him to have the leadership role among these uh, these folks. Um, but he didn't. Uh, I like Boar even more now. Um, she's got a really fun personality. Um, and my favorite line from the episode, which I considered uh, chucking... Um, caliber's line uh just to do the sign off but i won't i'll just you know stick with it for now but she (laughs) was like geez throw on some clothes or throw some clothes on as yuta comes running without his uh his vest um because he's you know bereft of clothing because i guess it got caught in the tree or whatever which whatever it was just kind of funny um uh, i really think the most central um Movement in any character's relationship was, uh, well, interesting coming from the characters. So Utsumi is interested in Akane. So he notices that she's missing and he wonders what's up with that. And he kind of, um, is embarrassed because you just look at him like, Hey, I thought you said you weren't interested in her. And he's like, well, you know, I'm just concerned. And I noticed that she's not here. So, you know, whatever. Um, So that was, you know, that's like a dimension. So it's interesting that from his attraction to her overall, whether it's her brains or her body or her talent or a combination of all three of them that attracts Utsumi to uh, Akane Shinjo, it is interesting that um, it leads to... It leads to a body of evidence that will, I think, lead them to figure out that she is the one who's connected with Alexis and causing all the kaiju attacks. Um, In the the end of the last episode... uh, Rika wondered why all the kaiju attacks keep happening around her. Uh, Max kind of questions the same thing. Why do these kaiju attacks keep happening around these kids? That, combined with um, Shinjo, or or Utsumi, rather, noticing that uh, Shinjo wasn't around during the attack, even though she had been previously, um, I think that's all going to kind of spiral together, and then they're going to make a break at some point. Maybe, like, in the middle of the show, so, you know, next episode, or maybe the seventh, like, Hey, she's the one! It might be more interesting to hold it to, like, the eighth episode for to have, like, the most punch possible. Um, Anyway, but, like, you know, she was doing her investigation of the group. Oh, and again, okay, so Shinjo... Okay, so, yeah, I'm going to look past all the the stupid, you know, fan service stuff, and I'm going to go straight to the things that really matter, because that's kind of what I'm about. And that's what I'm about anyway, so... Anyway, uh, the conversation between Yuta and Shinjo, she basically continues to probe him to figure out... and I. Wish I would have checked out what the Japanese was. Um, but she says to him, like, hey, you've been changing a lot and you're transforming, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, I have been. And uh, he realizes that he shouldn't have let that slip or that the circumstance was a little weird. And she kind of gets up and mm, thanks and then goes off. And, uh, you know, so now she's pretty darn sure that he is part of the Gridman Alliance. And uh, I know, I thought that was cool. Um, again, her irritation. Um, not again. I'm introducing it, her irritation with uh, the allies that he has is kind of interesting, and I think it plays a good uh, counterpoint to uh, Auntie showing up again and Auntie helping her, uh, especially with how shabbily she's treated Auntie in the past. And uh, you know, again, Auntie is there, and um, when uh, Rika sees him, she notices it. He's the guy that she saw before so maybe that's another piece of evidence that's kind of gonna go into um, them figuring out the mystery of what the heck is going on um, but she kind of took note of him uh, again in the in the you know, Rika and Shinjo have a past and they were closer to each other and I don't know kind of get a funny vibe with her with Rika noticing auntie and um, really taking note of him being there of course you know he was this random stranger who she helped so like why wouldn't she notice him there especially because he's not a student he's not connected to the school or anything so i think maybe his appearance seems even stranger to her than it did when she first saw him at the the park or wherever where she was I had to move, yep, there it is, to keep my recording going uh, with decent sound quality, but unfortunately there's going to be this irritating beeping happening every now and then because um, I'm trying to stay cool in the car while I'm recording. Anyway, I'll try to make this quick. Um, so, uh, done with Rika and Auntie for now. Uh, one thing that I'll note is really cool about Auntie's appearance is that when Rika, no, when Shinjo first made him, she declared to Alexis, I think, that he has a copy ability, and, you know, he copied the, the grid beam. And I thought that was really neat, but first of all, I thought Anti was going to be destroyed right, right away. So I thought, well, that's no fun. We will not really get to see that uh, ability explored. Uh, but then when uh, Boar and, uh, which I can't remember the, her full name, but when Boar and, and Gridman combine, and uh, he Anti copies the missiles, um, one of the other... Um, vehicle folks uh, takes note of it, and um, I thought that was really cool. Um, the, the The ability has not been forgotten about, and it's being expanded upon, it's being revealed to our, our uh, hero cast, and had Shinjo not made that comment before, uh, I still would have been okay with that. It would have just been a bigger surprise. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, going on a little bit more about Boar and her combination with Gridman, I thought it was really cool that she has all these different types of ammunition or bullets or whatever. Like she's got the adhesive one that sticks anti in place. And she also has, oh, there's another interesting little lore thingy that kicked in right now. Um, and then she's got like the, the bullets that shoot out water to shut down the fire. Like, I love the idea of these rescue heroes. Uh, Aleph of <laughs> Cast Rx, uh jokes about, or, you know, had made the joke uh, long ago that like, you know, of Kuga or some other common writer like all my tools are for kicking monsters. Like, the common raiders are limited, especially in the earliest incarnations of them. They're limited to attacking and destroying and killing uh basically, you know, monsters and uh they're not like Common Raider Forza, uh, who can heal and redeem his villains or his enemies. Um and so far, you know, Gridman isn't like that necessarily, but he's still uh there's still an added dimension where Gridman is one, able to undo all the damage to the city, so it's not like just wreaking havoc all over the place. And two, um, even if this is a simulation, even if after the kaiju attack uh, has been dealt with, whatever, and everything resets, like, still, his uh, arsenal includes stuff, you know, from Boar that will reduce and undo some of the damage. It'll mitigate the damage of the fire that the uh, crazy volcano kaiju started. <laughs> and I really appreciate that. That's uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, so, another thing I wanted to mention is... Well, hmm. Okay, so, uh, the whole relationship between Rika... And uh, Yuta kind of gets more play this episode. And again, these are teenagers. I don't know what age demo this show is made for. Um, I would think it'd be teens, which might explain all the, you know, provocation in the episode as far as, like, how the girls are dressed and stuff. And, like, they really gave some, uh, I don't know what to say other than glamour shots to Akane. Um, showing her off. And even, like, was Alexis digging on her in the beginning of the episode? I don't remember that now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was like, the episode went out of its way multiple times to, uh, showcase her assets, let's say. I don't want to be gross, but I just, I don't know how, like, it's quicker to say it in a vulgar way, but I want to be thoughtful in my critique, um, and it's just, it's kind of hampering me. And I don't have notes, I'm just doing this all raw, so it's really hard to balance out. But, speaking of demos, and arsenals, and toys, uh, Shinjo, um, is, uh, expressing irritation at the toys that Gridman has to play with, or to utilize against her. And, I think it's a little ironic, because I think the kaiju she's making, the model she's making, she's, I mean, like, she's got a bunch of toys. She's, a, um, she's like an otaku, you know? So, she has all these toys herself, and she's probably seen, you know, all the Ultra series and whatnot, and... Um, you know, she's making her own toys and she's treating people as toys and playing with their lives, toying with their lives, and yet um you know, she has the audacity to be irritated with Yuta for doing the same. It's just or Gridman for doing the same. It's kind of kinda irritating. Um, let's see. I wanna be a little more substantive before I rant, so let me see what else do I got. Oh okay, so Auntie was going around trying to kill Gridman and Auntie or you know, find Gridman by attacking and stuff Uh, because that's his one focus, is he wants to destroy Gridman. Um, If Anti isn't redeemed, which I'm not really anticipating, uh, I think he'll continue to grow, and it'll be interesting to see how he develops. Um, If he finds out from Shinjo for example, that Yuta is Gridman, will he try to attack and kill Gridman? Or, I mean, Yuta? Or maybe even Utsumi or Rika? Like, that would be really interesting to see. And that could be something going forward that um, might get expanded upon and developed. So, i um, just kind of keeping, keeping an eye out for that. Okay, I'm ready to wrap up the episode. Uh, I don't know what that, uh, Hayao Miyazaki anime was a mistake, uh, thing is from. Like, it's just become a meme now, and, uh, you know, it's funny, you know? It's funny that the guy who made so much of his life, uh, you know, centered around anime, basically, and making these beautiful, wonderful family films and stuff, um, like, would say that. Um, it's really surprising. But I know that whenever I encountered that, the, uh, beach episode... Uh, you know, which is what this basically is, or the spa episode. Like, that's what I thought of. Like, oh yeah, that kind of an- like anime is a mistake because it opens up the culture to these things. Um, I don't remember when. Oh gosh, I just recently encountered an idea. Oh, I was writing a story. Yeah. So, anyway, long story short, there's a an idea in like Talmudic writings or like deep into um, Jewish. Uh, understanding of and um, reading into the scripture uh, that says that, like Noah, in the scripture it briefly mentions that he's a builder, and that he brings rest from the work of the toil of the land. So uh, I kind of took that and ran with it, and I wrote a short story, which I'll be releasing soon on luminousbeings.blog, which is where you can find my writing and stuff, uh, my other podcast, um, King of Hearts. Queen of Sorrows. Reflections on G Gundam. Anyway, um... Uh... I I take it and run with the idea that Noah built tools. The tools that he built enabled mankind to not work from sunrise to sunset, and it enabled them to, uh... develop... to have the downtime to, uh, you know, to throw, like, a Catholic... I think there's a Catholic Catholic thing in there uh, with my, you know... Anyway, uh, idle hands um, are the devil's playground. So... Noah enabled people to have tools to work the land, which enabled them to be more free with their time. The freedom that they had with their time, they used to do all sorts of things. Some were good, some were bad. The measure of mankind's uh, sin was full because the earth was, in Noah's time before the flood, it says in the scripture, filled with bloodshed and violence. Um, I think the sages say there was a bunch of robbery, too. Um, and uh, also, they talk about, like, bestiality. Um, we're 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 t- touching on sex anyway in this episode, so why not? They say that there was bestiality, and that like, uh, and I don't know where specifically that came from. You do have to look at the like, if you actually look at a Hebrew, uh, well, Hebrew scripture. If you look at the Torah scroll, like the way the letters are in there and stuff, like some of them are weird and some of them um, like are bigger, smaller, different sizes. They have like, you know, jumblings of the letters, and there's a whole subset of study within Judaism um, or Jewish studies that like focuses on that, and that's from that's from ancient times. Anyway. Uh, but somehow, probably deeper stuff in the text that you don't get in just reading an English translation. Um, they even claim that there was bestiality, uh, and like so the animals that went, that like were directed to go into the ark, um, hadn't engaged with, hadn't been defiled by humans through acts of bestiality. Anyway, um, so if you, uh, so anime being a mistake is actually related to this. If anime being popular, if anime being something that people want to make if anime being something that makes money and that studios want to green light makes it so that there is terrible, crappy anime. And I don't want to insult anybody's taste in anime because I don't really care what you like. Um, I just, I don't like this kind of stuff with all the fan service and whatnot. I'm here for the stories and I'm here for the drama and I'm here for, um, seeing stories told in a way that only this genre can tell. And I mean, I can look at, um, teenage girls or, or even women, uh, undressed or naked if I want to any time of day anywhere, basically as long as I have an internet connection. Um so like that's not what I'm really here for. That's what I'm out in the anime for. Um so uh yeah. Um again wrapping this all up. Miyazaki said that. Does he really want anime to have been undone so that the art form could have never been perverted? Maybe. He's an older guy. He's probably way more traditional than I am. Um Because he's from Japan, uh, and I assume certain things about the Japanese culture, he may have, like, a more authoritarian streak uh, to how he perceives the world and, like, how things should be in the world, and I don't. I'm very much for freedom and liberty, and even if that means people do things and say things that I don't like, I'm okay with them having the ability to do that, and I don't necessarily want there to be rules and structures that limit them from doing that, I would prefer for restrictions on behavior to come from culture, but then again, I don't want to be part of a culture that leads to stuff like the Scarlet Letter, or the uh, witch burnings in Salem, uh, which I think was Salem, Massachusetts on origin, I think my, Oregon, my wife told me that recently, and I always thought it was Oregon, and if you're really stupid, but I'm really bad at geography too, so anyway, Um, but like, so being, so creating oppressive structures of society that are, governmental are bad, in my opinion. Creating them uh, that are cultural is also bad. Uh, Creating culture that aspires to ascend past and to be, to hold itself to a higher standard, that's a good thing. That's kind of what I want to do with uh, all my work, whether it be my writing or my podcasting. Like, I'm taking these things that can be silly or ridiculous or whatever, and I'm, uh, you know, exemplifying the things that I think are important and are meaningful and that are good. and I will make criticism of the things that I think detract from that. So, you know, Gridman so far has been really interesting and really uh, a neat thing. The, the imagery has been beautiful. Um, even, you know, the girls are drawn well, even if I don't appreciate seeing that. And I don't appreciate that being in here. Um, and, like, I'm not really going to... I'm not going to attack and call misogyny and, and sexism and all those things. Uh, just because, you know, I don't know what, like if it's the state of the industry to market shows through having these sorts of things and people are gobbling it up, like, you know, I can say I think that's unfortunate and I don't think that's the way it should be, but that kind of goes without saying. I mean, I'm going to mention it and I'm going to leave it there and I'm going to move on because Gridman has such interesting things to offer uh, beyond all that. And, um, like, I really do think, again, and I've, I've stated this again and again on different episodes, I really think this is edging towards some sort of message about, like, uh, what it means to be uh, people and what it means to connect with others and uh, I think those are all wonderful beautiful messages and I just wish it wasn't uh, detracted from Remard by having some of the stuff in this episode um so yeah anyway I guess I guess I just want to say like yeah I, um, I don't know, I'm kind of defending myself at the same time that I'm trying to criticize and review the show and maybe that's gotten me a little jumbled maybe I shouldn't have done it so much but uh, hey, I did it, I'm not changing it now and uh, that's pretty much it so anyway uh, that's all I'm going to say I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up now and uh, really close out the episode because I know I said I was wrapping up like five minutes ago okay, so I really promise I'm going to stop now <laughs> so I have my closing statements here. That's all for now. Please send in your questions and comments. I would love to get comments from people. Um, I think some of the people who listen to this show, uh, if there's like a crossover from Toe Network, they might enjoy more of the, uh, showcasing of women's bodies. And if that's something you want to discuss and why you think it's a valid thing to have in the show or why you think it doesn't detract from here necessarily, uh, I, you know, I'm welcome to the, I'm, I'm open to those comments and hearing that and having a little conversation. So anyway, that'd be cool. Um, and if you want to explain what the, uh, Miyazaki meme, the true origin of it is or whatever, like that'd be cool of me too. So anyway, uh... That's all i got to say about that, and now I leave you with the immortal words of Samurai Caliber, do what you can do, always. And now on behalf of the Toe Network at trialofheroes.wordpress.com, I bid you adieu, and don't get kicked by a horse and die.